Welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stacks filling in, but never, or filling in, yeah, but never replacing, setting in for, but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. And sitting here with me, and he's got the t-shirt to prove it, <laughs> is, is, is Pastor Jason Bogardis of Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, who also happens to be my pastor. So, and, and I know you've got some titles and earned, so what, are you a, are you a DV I, uh, or? Uh, it, well, it's an MDiv. That's the first one you get. That's the master's. And right. Then, then after that, it's a well, you can get a PhD or a DMIN, right. which is a doctor of ministry. That's the one I got. That's the easier one. Okay. So how ironic that the that the shortened version of that is demon. Demon. Yes. Yeah. D- is D- that not a little ironic? Well, it's, yeah. I'm not implying fast, anything. Yes, okay. Yes. So it's D. D. Men. D. Period. S- say it's D. Period. Yeah. Men. Let's say I guess it slowly. That's the, the slow way to say it. <laughs> yes. The, the abbreviation. I'm sorry. There. This is the damaged way that my brain works. Uh, so anyway, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. yeah it's good to be here. I uh, on Sunday, I I ambushed you after church. And said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be on the Dave Ellswick Show guest hosting on Thursday. Would you like to come on yeah, and, yeah. and just chat Christmas theology, give the gospel, just whatever you want to do? Yeah, so, well, you yeah. know, as a pastor, you get a lot of interesting comments at the end of sermons. I've never had that one before. <laughs> hey, would you want to be on the radio this week, you know, right after Christmas? Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, the first thing you did is you were shocked into stunned silence by my Christmas jacket. Yes, yes, your yeah. Christmas jacket. My festive. Uh, you know, your, yeah. If people, if people go to... Uh, the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page. They can see see the uh, the uh, festive. See the yes, the yeah. red, the green, and yeah. the tie and the is tie. just red. It's uh, yeah. or is it green on the bottom? No, I, it, okay. I don't know why it's not green or red. But they, well, they, yeah. I guess they just I don't know. I, it's, yeah. it's a sharp look. There. I, I love like it. The, the, the t-shirt look underneath. Yeah, there, I like there. it. Yeah, you know, yes. I got it with a tie and a t-shirt. Why not? Now, are cr- you one of those that keep the uh, the decorations up for? Through New Year's, through New Year's. Okay, yeah. yes, I've I've seen some that keep them through Valentine's Day. Yeah. I wasn't sure how long. No, I go through. New, I've spirit. always gone through New Year's. We we traditionally go the day after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or thereabouts, the weekend oh. after, and then we go through New Year's. I, I'm a big Christmas guy. I, I love Christmas. You. Well, so. yeah, with the jacket, you yeah. can tell. Yeah, I, thank. I, yeah, I maybe I, just I, a little I, bit. There you go. There's my hat. Uh, oh, the Christmas hat, the Santa Claus. There's hat the here. Santa hat. Yes, the Santa hat. Yeah. Yes. So, on top of the other hats. There you go. Yeah. So. You are a transplant uh, recently to Arkansas. Yes, but yes. You, you're doing a fantastic job. Why? Well, thank you, sir. At uh, Cornerstone Bible Fellowship. If people don't know, Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is, I like to say it, the old car dealership yes. off sixty seven one sixty seven in Sherwood, and people immediately go, "Oh, I know that church." Yes, yes. It's yeah. it's uh, we we meet in the showroom. I think is what it was. It was the showroom at one time, and. Uh, it's got lots of windows, so I think that's where it was. But yes, it's an old Daewoo car dealership. That's oh, was it was a Daewoo. It was Daewoo. Yes. All right, we had the sign for a while, but we did. Well, it works surprisingly well. Yeah. The layout works really it well. Works. It yeah. works. It's and then a... you got the building next door for all the 
you know, small groups meet and the oh, kids yeah. yes, and the, the, the gym and all that. We have so. two buildings, yes. One, one's with the, the sanctuary. The other side's offices and buildings. And then the youth have a, another building right. across the street. So it's, it's, it's great. Bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well. And lots of parking. You know, when it's an old car dealership, there's you lots got of plenty parking. of parking. Yes. So, um, so we might as well segue. Mm-hmm. I mean, this will just segue right into it. As long as we're talking about the church building, mm-hmm. why don't we tell people where to find it and what times things happen? Yes, it is over at, uh, well, we've already kind of described where it is. The right. car dealership's right off 167-67. On, What's the official road that it's on? I don't even it know. It's officially on Warden Road. Warden it's Road. at the corner of Warden and Landtrip. That's and usually the easiest way to. There's an elementary school right up the yeah, road. Clinton behind. Elementary's Clinton, behind yeah, it. You, you know, you kind of got to drive back off the road a little bit to get to Clinton. Uh, it's right past Coles if you're coming down from Jacksonville and, and right before the camper dealership. That's right there. So And there's an old um go kart track there too. Yes, we we own the go kart oh, track. So cool. you know, one some Sunday. I, if I mean, really how many to, churches do you know yes, own yes. a go kart track? So, yes, how many do? And and we've we use it for bikes, that's about it. That we don't really do well, go karts on. I'll it. tell you what we might do. We should have the annual instead of the running of the bulls. We mm-hmm. could have the running of the chihuahuas. There you go on the on the go kart track. I don't know why chihuahuas. Just uh, a horde of ravening chihuahuas cracks me up. There you go. So you slavering. Yes. Yeah. So all right. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, before the break and after. What I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and we can take it wherever you want. And before uh, Pastor Jason leaves, uh, I think he's here till four o'clock or three thirty. We we going to unleash the unvarnished blow your hair back gospel. All right. Now that may not be his words for it, but that's my words for it. So he is going to have the opportunity to. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself. There's nothing wrong with loving people. There's nothing wrong with doing good deeds. But we're going to talk about what the gospel is, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 all of that. So. Which may or may not surprise you. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I don't Look. think people actually hear. They hear nice messages, but I really don't think people hear the the like straight on gospel as much as they think they do. Yeah, it's actually a really good question to ask people sometimes, yeah. even at church. You know, what is the gospel? Right. When we have people join our church, that's one of the questions. Yeah, what is it? What is it? What, what yeah. does it mean to to? Yeah. What is the good news? Right. And then when you you know you'd be surprised the number right. of different answers you get sometimes from people that have been there for yeah. decades, and you're like, wow, yeah. So it's a surprise. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, and there's a lot of people that will go to church, especially when they have kids, they start going to church, mm-hmm. say we want our, our kids to be moral people and we want to, you know, be good people. There's nothing wrong with those things. Right. Those are really good. But that's not the gospel. No, we. Uh, but, yeah. You see a lot of I don't know if it's just it's it's a church thing. It's just a cultural thing now. But, yeah, it's I, I don't know. Built around self-esteem. Maybe it's the yeah. idea of. Well, I guess it's the, the, the age-old thing that separates Christianity from every other system is that it is not our good works. It's not the right. things that we do. It is, you know, as, as Jeremiah uh, talks about, the heart is desperately wicked. Uh, and, and from us, our own abilities, we can't earn our way to heaven. And in right. a way, that's the most comforting thing because if I have to earn it, I'm, I'm, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. I'm doomed. You spend every waking moment trying to figure out, have I done enough? Have I? What about today? Yeah. What about yesterday? And, and it's... Well, that's the beauty of the gospel. That's why it's right. good news. Somebody else did it. Somebody else did. I mean, the thing is, if if my salvation status goes in and out on a daily basis, depending mm-hmm. on my performance, forget it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I've been preaching through the book of John. I'm a guy that preaches through through books right. of the Bible. And, preaching been, through, and we just talked about Lazarus. Yes, we just yeah. we just finished up, well, pretty much finished up right. Lazarus. Got a little bit left to go. And uh, just as it were, and with Lazarus, you're just about to the, the Passion Week is what they call it. It's the last week of Jesus's life. And going through the book of John, you really see, I get to study it every single week, the gospel as it it's not... I guess you would say the complexity of it from the beginning, you know, in, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God there in John 1, 1. And then just as it expounds from there, teaching us every aspect of who Christ is, why why he came, trying to explain it to Nicodemus in John mm-hmm. chapter 3, trying to explain it to the, the, the masses that came when he fed the 5,000 in John chapter 6, having his disciples ask those questions and starting to realize it, it's it's so complex on one hand, but on the other hand, it's the simplicity of Jesus mm-hmm. came, he died, and he said, you know, Believe in me right. over and over and over. Believe in me. Trust in me. Put your faith in and trust in me. I am the one that will, will get, get you your righteousness to stand before God. And right. that's what he's telling people. And it's, you know, I talked a little bit about it on, on this past Sunday when we talked about Martha, you mm-hmm. know, in, in John chapter 11. I encourage people to look at that one for the gospel because he, he flat out tells her, I'm the resurrection and the life. You know, he who believes in me, even though he dies, he'll rise again and he who you'll have life. Mm-hmm. And then he asked her, do you believe this? And she'd already kind of answered the question mm-hmm. before that, but that's kind of the crux of the entire book of the entire, of, of all of us. Do you believe this? And, and the reality is that if the gospel has penetrated your heart, if you truly believe it changes you, it does change. Like you were right. just talking about a minute ago, you know, all these good things that you do, they're great. They're great. And they're the result of mm-hmm. belief. The byproduct. Yeah, yeah. They are the, the result, byproduct. not the uh, cause. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of how, you know, how do you know, uh, uh, there was a train wreck. If you didn't see, well, you, you show up and you see the, the, the cars there, you know, that have right. from the wreck. How do we know if somebody's accepted the gospel? You start to see the change. You'll see fruit. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the gospel. I yeah. mean, is, is Jesus in believing in him that he is the one that died on the cross, rose from the dead and he is the son of God. And that's what he asks. He's, yeah. Which is, uh, as, and I think G.K. Chesterton, you heard a little bit of the G.K. Chesterton, yeah, right Chesterton, who I'm here in the past couple of years starting to get more into Chesterton. I've always been a big C.S. Lewis guy mm-hmm. uh, and just self-study and different yeah. things. But I think Chesterton and also C.S. Lewis, they talk about the trilemma. Okay. Okay. And and they say that if if you take what Christ said, mm-hmm. if you look at everything he said. He's either a liar mm-hmm. or he's a madman mm-hmm. or he's who he says he is. Yep. And that is the trilemma. You can't, a lot of people say, oh, he was a good teacher. Right. Well, if you really look at everything he said, he, it doesn't, that doesn't really match up. You know, no, I mean, all, you yeah. have to say, well, he's a good teacher, but he was a liar or he was a good teacher and he was a madman. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, oh, he was a good teacher. Right. right. Well, if you look, like I say, look through the gospel of John every time he speaks. The reaction is always that some people believe, some people yeah. think he's crazy. They they think you know he's right. got a demon. They say it over and over and over, and it hasn't changed. He has a D dot M I N. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He's, <laughs> he's, he's got the spirit. <laughs> we'll call sorry. it a spirit. There, yes, yeah. But I'm yeah, sorry. no, that's that's the way that people responded to him. Some thought he was a prophet. Mm-hmm. You know, they would come up with what. Well, what we all, a lot of people like to do, they make him to whatever they want him to be. Right. Well, so today it's, he's a good teacher and I don't want to say bad things about Jesus because culturally he's still a pretty right. good guy, but that's, that's as far as I'm going to go with him. Well, a lot of people break the first commandment without realizing it. You shall have no other God before mm-hmm. me. They'll say, they'll hear a Christian or they'll read the Bible or they'll say, and they'll say, my God would never do that. Right. 
And as Ray Comfort would say, who I love Ray Comfort, if you know who he is out there, he's mm-hmm. a he's a amazing evangelist, street evangelist kind of guy, works for Kirk Cameron. Mm-hmm. He'll say, you're right. Your God would never do that because your God does not exist. That's right. It's comforting to invent your own God. Mm-hmm. One of the things that now in my heart, the spirit testifies to the truth right. of Christ in the Bible Mentally, one of the things that testifies, if I was going to make up a God, mm-hmm. it would not be the God of the Bible. No. Because everything he does is for my benefit, but a lot of it I don't agree with, and a lot of it hurts. Yeah, but, well, that, that's one of the things I was challenged with. If you haven't had to had change anything in your life, if there's never been a right. conviction about something, then you're worshiping yourself. Yeah. Right, I basically. mean, if, if God, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to everything right. that you do, well— You've got some problems there. All of us should come into some areas where we, you know, there's there's some, it's like sandpaper on the edges. It, right. It's a little rough, and it's it's changed me. You know, over the years, things that I go, you know, I don't do this anymore. I don't think this anymore. Right. Or when I still do those things, there's there's a conviction of it. But yes, we have a lot of false gods, gods of our own making, and it's easy. You know, you can even come to the Bible and make it say what you want it to say mm-hmm. if you're not careful. It's coming to it with the the mindset of you know, what is it really? Tell right. me, you know, what is the truth? I can make it say what I want it to say, but I, I know what it's talking about here, and it's it's pretty straightforward, you know. Right. We, I'm sure people talk about that. It's even like with the Constitution. You know, you make mm-hmm. it say whatever you want right. it to say. And most people who talk about something not being constitutional have not read a yeah. lick of the and Constitution. Just, yeah, and you right. just you may yeah. say whatever you want. So I'm like, well, yeah, but I know yeah. what you, you know yeah. what it really means. Right. And as, as uh, I, I hear some pastors say, especially in the South, they'll say, I'm sorry for reading your mail. But then they'll throw a pat, they'll throw a sermon out there that meddles with you a little mm-hmm. bit. So mm-hmm. and and I feel like if I hear a sermon that doesn't meddle with me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, either like I'm having a really good week, yeah, yeah, by God's grace, or else that sermon could have had a little bit more salt on it. Yeah, and know? yeah. Well, yeah. when you preach it, yeah, you preach it to yourself first. Right. I mean, I'm the first one that's going to hear it, and right. there, there are moments where I'm like, ah, you know, I got to get some things straight before I can get in the pulpit right. and preach what I'm right. about to preach because it's it's a convicted me, or there's things that I've done, and I'm like, you know, yeah. it, I, I'm not living up to what this says. Right. I know what it's teaching me, and if I don't, well, I apply to me first, it's it's not going to work. Well, I think that's why an important daily Bible or a daily writer Bible reading and devotional is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to stay in it every day. And, you know, one of the things we'll, we'll get to, we're going to get to a break and come back and talk a little bit more. But one of the things I, that I like to think and occasionally I'll share with people, the gospel, the Bible, God's truth is salt and light. And salt is powerful and important, but it's not sweet. No. Now, there is a sweetness to Christ and there is a sweetness to, to God. But when you hit somebody with a full on gospel, it's bright light. It's mm-hmm. not soft mood lighting in a in a in a in a, in a sweetie. I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's salt. It prefer it preserves and it illuminates, and you know, it can hurt. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that's why the gospel's good news because you got to yeah. know the bad news first, right. and that's the problem for a lot of folks. They don't want to hear the bad news part. Well, you, that's you don't want to hear why you need the good right. News. Well, you mentioned Ten Commandments earlier. We were talking mm-hmm. about it, and you know, Spurgeon said, uh, some people calling the Prince preachers or whatever. Yeah. The Ten Commandments are ten canons pointed at your heart that break up mm-hmm. the the solid, unyielding ground so that then the gospel can mm-hmm. can take root. And with that, we're going to get to a break. When we come back, sure. we'll talk more with Pastor Jason Bogardis of Cornerstone Bible Fellowship right here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, sending in for, but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. We're chatting with uh, the pastor of Cornerstone Bible Fellowship in Sherwood. That's the mm-hmm. uh, everyone, the church in the in the old car dealership. The old off car one six seven one six seven. Everyone knows what we're talking about. The old Daewoo. You said it was a Daewoo. 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 Yes, Korean. I think. Is it Daewoo? Think. Yeah, I don't really see those anymore, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's not around right. anymore. Yeah, not yeah. around at all. So anyway, nice church. I I just happen to attend there. There. So and services are yeah ten o'clock Sunday morning, and there's uh there's some Bible studies through the week. Yeah, we then, have yeah. small groups meet Mondays, Wednesdays, Sundays, uh, fourteen, fifteen of those, and then kids things, kids activities Wednesdays from six thirty to eight o'clock. Yep. And youth, the youth have their own building across the street. And, yep. Uh, yeah. That's 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 the church, but 10 a.m. on Sunday. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that I like about your style is you're refreshingly, I don't know what the word, I guess fundamental, uh, I, I don't know if conservative, you're, you're solid in your theology, well, but you're very friendly. Yeah. Like yeah, you well, come hey, off. I appreciate that. Like you go to these churches, and I know the pastor means well. I mm-hmm. get that. But he's like, I don't want to scare them off. I, you know, I just want to, you know, yeah. and, and, and so yeah. they're friendly and you don't really get a solid, you get a nice message, but you don't really get a solid, you know, like that'll meddle with you just a little bit in the right yeah, way. Well. And, and you, you have that very friendly approach, but your stuff is solid, man. And, you know, you'll throw out, you'll, you'll be like, you'll talk about, I, I mean, some pretty deep stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of churches won't go into these days. Well, I, I'm yeah. a guy, like I said, I preach through books of the Bible about 95% of the time. And so what, when I was in seminary and, and, and was kind of determining, you know, how your, your preaching style, I guess, or what's your, you, you know, your way forward, even praying through all of that, I, I kind of came to the conclusion, preaching through books of the Bible, you're going to come across topics that mm-hmm. you wouldn't normally come across. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us have You're not doing a buffet. You're yeah. not picking and choosing. You're saying, we're going to see what the whole word says. Yeah. And it, when you don't, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with guys that do topical things or, or they, they just, you know, what I call them one-off sermons here and there, but we're all humans. We have a tendency to pick the things that are easier to preach or uh-huh. that, you know, people are going well, you know like to talk about that. You, that kind of nails what I'm trying to say. I apologize for interrupting you. Sure, sure. You're expository, mm-hmm. but engaging. I've gone to some, uh, especially I've gone to a few Bible churches mm-hmm. and they're expository to the point where I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm getting my vegetables and that's yeah. good. But, but my brain's trying to tune out and, and you're expository. You'll go verse by verse, but you make it feel like it's a topical presentation. Yeah. yeah. You have to, uh, I mean, you when two you, minutes left when you preach it, you got to have a, a you, they call it a rifle approach. You know, you got to know what, well, if I could sum up the sermon in one sentence, mm-hmm. then I'm ready to go until I'm at that point, then it's not ready to preach. And when you know what you're going to preach with, uh, uh, that one sentence idea, and then you just kind of, you, you build everything around it. Cause the, the points you can easily go out there and have the shotgun approach where you have right. five different little sermon points that really don't connect, or you can just talk about some nice well, thing. Well, no, just come you know, up with an acrostic and make something yeah, fit yeah, it. Three points in a poem. Yeah, they used to. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry, I'm being mean. Yes, I mean, yes, I most pastors mean well. Yeah, no, yeah. well, there's nothing. Yeah. Those are good ways for people to remember things right. too. You know, things that stick with you. And there's, but I like preaching through a book because I'm forced to preach on things that I wouldn't normally preach right. on. Uh, deal with topics that can be difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and you go through some of those books, you can get to a section, you know, I preached through first Peter and you start talking about Noah and the time of Noah and Jesus going to preach to those people. Well, that's convenient to avoid if mm-hmm. you can, you know, do that because it's, there's lots of different opinions on those things. But when you, you know, you preach through it, that's the next thing up. And it also helps you that 
you know, you're never preaching at somebody because you're just preaching. preaching. So you're turning it on. You, you got a double. Yeah. Your gun points both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're also not just picking on somebody because they told you something that week and they right. think you're preaching at them. You're like, well, no, that's just the next section. Right, that's the next section. So, yeah. Expository is good. And, and you're the first person I've run into that makes it feel topical. So uh, what do we got, Zach? About 30, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're all sinners. That doesn't mean that I think you're a bad person. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner first. I'm the chief of sinners. As you hear about uh, Pastor Bogardus, he he's preaching to himself. Once you know your sin, read the Ten Commandments, see your sin, and appeal to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He yes. will save you. He he's done. This Christmas light came into darkness. We're all sinners. That's the point. Mm-hmm. It's not that some people are awful and some people are good. We're all sinners. All right. When we come back, we're going to be chatting about impeachment and other stuff. Thank you, Pastor Jason. You Thank you very much for having me. All right. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. 